Hey guys, thanks for tuning in for one more episode with The Intern. We are so excited that you're here, and today we have, I mean, he I, he a cool person, but I'm gonna let you know who he is. He's Rel Carter, and our coordinator at Rock Nation. I am. Hey Rel, how are you? I'm doing good. It's pretty cold today, but doing pretty good. You look very warm to me, but thank you for coming in. I truly appreciate you. We've been trying to get this interview set up for how long now? Three years. It's not my fault you always in Miami. What? <laughs> I'm playing. I just felt that that was the best place to stay. Shit. Okay, so today we'll have a couple questions for you because I want to talk about your experience and your journey in the industry because, you know, you're rather young and you have a lot to, you have a lot of places to go and things to do, but I, I've been following you and I've been following what you've been up to lately and I, I rock with it i i see the whole carter boys management and it's just like okay well i see you doing the thing you know you know so i want to start by talking to you about your interning experience so first first of all let's talk about your introduction into the industry what made you want to get into music uh when i graduated college i couldn't figure out what i was passionate about i wanted to do hotel management but when I actually graduated, I was like, the passion isn't there. So everything, every, you know, equation I went through, it always ended up at music. So me and uh, my best friend started a management company, and then that's when I went and got the internship. I wanted to do the internship just so I could learn more about the music industry instead of just having a management company and not knowing what to do. Okay, so where did you first intern? At Rock Nation. That's the only place I ever interned at. Really? Well, in the music industry. Okay, okay, okay. I understand that. Where, where, where did you intern before that? At Rockaway. <laughs> I mean, it was like a summer job, you know. Okay, so um, for all you guys who don't know, Rel is the nephew of Jay Z, and I find it very interesting because I've heard you speak about it a lot and how keep you you prided yourself and you do pride yourself in not asking for help because you want to set your own foundation and you want to do your own thing, which I applaud. Old D, so. How did you get this internship? Through Jay Brown. Oh, really? Yeah, I went to Jay Brown and told him what I was doing. Who's Jay Brown? Um, Some guy that uh, <laughs> works at Rock Nation. No, Jay Brown's the CEO of Rock Nation. And what was that conversation like? Did you have to humble yourself? or who, Was he like, yeah, or nah? Or? No, uh, I just went to him and told him what I was doing and told him I want to learn more. And then he was like, okay, you're going to go up there and intern. Okay, so what department did you intern in? Uh, the A and R department under Tata. Oh, so Lenny S was in there at the time. No, was he? No, Lenny was actually at Def Jam still. Mm-hmm. And now was that before the whole Def Jam? Was this at Rockefeller or Rock? This was Nation? Rock Nation. Oh, this was still Rock. This so was- before Lenny, you know, once they, you know, when they first started Rock Nation, once they. You know, Lenny was still at Def Jam. Okay. I never knew that, actually. So what was your, like, journey like as an intern? What were you doing? What were your hours like? Were you were you determined to bust ass to show off? Or what was it? Or did they just think you were Jay's nephew, so he going to come no, in and do whatever? No, that made it harder for oh, really? me. Well, in the eyes of Tata, I don't know what everybody else thought. Maybe he's just here because he's this person. But that didn't help with Tata. Tata knew me since I was a kid. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he was made sure that I was actually doing stuff and, you know, pushing me to the limit. And he'll tell me straight up, if I come to him with an artist or a producer, he'll be like, that shit is whack. 
Like, you got to come back with something harder. So, and then we actually had a talk, and he was like, he told me about how it was for him at Def Jam, him being Jay's best friend. So everybody looking at him like, oh, you're only in this position because you're Jay's best friend. So that made him work harder to prove to them, like, no, I actually know music. So when we had that talk, he was like, you basically got to do the same thing here because these people are going to look at you like, oh, you're only here because of that. So you just have to work 10 times harder than them and prove to you, prove to them why you're here. What were your daily daily um, tasks like? Did Slavery. You, did you have to get coffee? No. I don't <laughs> think they drink coffee. Um, no, I didn't do anything of that. My thing was just mostly mostly finding the music, finding the talent, the producers, songwriters, artists. And Basically the same stuff I do now. Who were you looking into at that time? Who was hot at that time that you were? I want to give people a, a time span of when you were there. Who was hot? At that time, yeah, that meaning, you were like searching into looking into which producers were you trying to get put on to Rock Nation? Oh man, y'all would not know them. Uh, Never most of the for people, them? no, most of the people that I was looking at were, um, you know, new people, not people that you would heard of okay. or had placements or anything. <clears throat> but you know, due to politics and other situations, had fallen outs here and there. So, but around this time, this was around the time when we first did the deal with Jalil Beats. Mm. So it was around that time. This was probably like 2012. Oh, when the internship happened. Okay, so after you interned, what happened? Did you leave Rock Nation and go somewhere else, or did you apply for a job? What happened? No, uh, I asked Jay Brown after the internship. <laughs> I was like, uh, so what's next? And then he was like, I got to talk to everybody. So anybody that thought I was just placed it, no, I had to wait through a process and get a call back. So I feel like I was, I probably didn't work. It probably was a month before they called me back. Did you have to interview? No. No, why? Just you always going to interview. What are they going to interview some for an internship? Have, some people then, have to interview for jobs post-internship. For real? Yes. Oh, I guess I lucked up in that department. <laughs> Anyway, so... But the waiting was the part that I was like, oh, what the hell I'm about to do? And I just got my first apartment, so I was really was in there like, oh, shit. Damn, rent about to be due. <laughs> so... Are you one of those that live in Jersey, too? Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody who, like, works in the music industry, they leave... Yeah, the but I've been in Jersey, Jersey since I was 10, though. So. Oh, okay, so you from there. Yeah, I be trying to tell people they don't believe me. <laughs> okay, so working at Rock Nation... How was that for you? Well, starting off, having a full-time position and actually working there, who was, like, the first artist that you started working, or producer that you started working with? From Rock Nation? Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. I know when I first started, Wale. Really? Yeah, with, this is when Rich Kleinman was still in music. So oh, okay. I used to basically shadow him when he was managing Wale. So he'll send me to the studio <clears throat> excuse me, to go play Wale Beats and stuff like that. And then from there it was K- Casey Veggies. And then from there it was Mustard. I was doing DJ Mustard day to day. And now I got uh, T.Y. Savage. Okay. How were you able to build your reputation in the office and even in the industry period so people know like, yeah, Carter's my last name, but I'm hustling, I'm working. I didn't tell them my last name. Um, well, the people in the office, of course, they're going to know. But I just built my rep- – I didn't really build my reputation through anything. It was just being myself, you know, always showing everybody love and coming around and speaking to people, 
And then from there, you know, we just build bonds from here and there with certain people. And then, but in the industry, I just, like, when I first started, I used to just try to go to any event that they had and just network. I would say that I work at Rock Nation just because I know people like, you know, status. Mm-hmm. If you just say, oh, I'm Rail Carter from Carter Wizard, they'd be like, hmm, never heard of it. <laughs> but I never once told them who I was. They, I mean, eventually they found out. Unless it was like Mike Kaiser or those type of people mm-hmm. who knew me already from a kid. But other than that, I just told them what I did. And if they rocked with it, they rocked with it. If not, then, hey. Okay. I want to get into something else because I feel like you're a triple threat. So although you are doing A&R at Rock Nation, you're also a DJ. How did that happen? I'm not a DJ. So what, what would you call it? Play I, music? I just play music. Yeah, I don't. I don't like consider myself a DJ. Like, if you even think about it, when I do DJ, I don't go by like DJ Rail Carter or anything. I just go by Rail Carter everywhere. So it's really a hobby for me. Hmm. It just so happens I'm actually able to get paid from it, but it's just a hobby. When did you start this hobby? Mm, two years ago. This summer, I made two years. Hmm. How did you know that this was something that you wanted to pursue? I used to, uh, my grandmother has a lounge in Newark, New Jersey, and so every Friday she'd do karaoke, but once karaoke ended at like 11, there would be no one there to play the music, but I just always had my laptop on me, so I'll plug up in the aux and just play music, and then just watching the crowd and being able to control, you know, what the people hear and their movements and all this stuff, I was like, this can actually be fun, but I didn't know until... That following summer when I was at a Duce Day party, and the DJ let me DJ. It's a long story, but somehow he ended up letting me DJ. He thought I DJ before. First, he thought I was joking when I asked him to DJ, and then he actually let me DJ and for like 30 minutes, and from there, I didn't know how to use the Serato or anything. It was just on the wind. I didn't really think he was going to let me, <laughs> but when he said, yeah, I had to go for the challenge, I'm like, let well, me damn. go. damn. He put me on the spot, but I like it. It's fun. Okay, DJing. So I can't call you DJ Rel Carter? Hell no. And didn't you actually end up going on tour? I did with uh, Lake Kelly 47. Yeah, how was the that? The Bot, I think it was Bot Go Tour with uh, Santi Go. It was fun. I've never been on tour ever in life, so that was the first time experience. And then actually be working on it, like DJing, it's fun. Because you always see how... People that go on tour, they usually like the people that's not working, so they the ones carrying the bags mm-hmm. and stuff. When you don't got to carry the bags, it's fun. <laughs> but just the scenery. So it was mostly West Coast. I think we did, I feel like we did like 15 to 20 shows. Really? And then we ended it off in New York. That's so dope. Because I remember I saw it on, I want to say your Instagram and I couldn't see. I didn't see you. Saw me you. getting all the fair love. Yeah, and I, I was know, like, I'll yo, what is he doing? Living life. Oh, boy, please stop. Anyways, I just have a quick question real quick. Because I remember when I was interning in the office as well. We used ooh, to. Ooh, Michaela Duncan plugging herself. Boy, bye. Like I was saying, when I was interning, I was more so with Shaka and Lenny. And we used to open. You with the old school people. Shoot, they learn. They teach a lot. Anyways. We would, we would open up letters, mm-hmm. and we would get crazy stuff. Like, I remember one time this guy was writing from jail, and he oh, was That's trying. every day. How often do you get that? Too often. It's funny, though, because people think that 
they could just write songs and then sell it. Like, no, all right, we get the lyrics, but where's the beat? What did you write this to? We need to hear a melody. We just can't say, oh, we're going to buy these lyrics and then what? Now somebody got to try to figure out what beat to put it on and how long the track should be. But it happens far too often. Somebody actually, it's funny, somebody actually sent, it was a life-size bear to the office for Rihanna. When I tell you that shit was so big, like, I was scared of it. I thought it was real. I thought maybe somebody killed the bear and just stuffed it, but it gets real. Did she get it? Ah, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know where it went. Anyways, so you're in the... You're in the area of a lot of people that are well-respected. So you've probably met Puff, correct? Yeah. You work with Pecos. Um, you have Emery. You have Ty Ty. Who do you go to for advice? Uh, it depends on the situation. Um, <clears throat> but the person I find myself going to mostly is Beehive. Hmm. So what is the best advice that you've received? And this is including the time that you spoke with Kevin Lyles. Oh, shit. And what did the he say, best, by the way? What did Kevin Lyles say? Mm-hmm. So when I was talking to Kevin Lyles, that's when I was dealing with, that's when I, like, first started at Rock Nation. I wasn't really trying to use Rock Nation, mm-hmm. so I went and set up a meeting with him. I had this kid by the name of Aaron Fresh, who was a uh, super dope singer. And I just went to him and just picked his brain about everything, and he told me it only takes one. Because he was talking about how a lot of people manage a lot of artists, but you don't need a lot of artists. All you really need is one. And once you find that one, it opens up many other other mini doors or whatever. I said that backwards. but <laughs> um, So that was the advice he gave me about, you know, if you feel like you have the one, run with it. Don't try to get ten artists and try to put them all on at the same time because it's never going to work that way. So jumping back to the original question, who, who and what was the best advice that you received? Man, I, it's just so much. My, my, most of the stuff I use is from what I see. It's not like anyone directly saying one thing. It's just me watching the way people move, like watching Emery do this much time in jail and then come home now. He's a non-athlete with his own sneaker. So or, tell the people who Emery is. Who? Emery. He's just a cool guy. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say. Emory Jones, I don't really know. You know, he's the creator of the paper plane that everyone sees on the hats, the whole clothes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you said you pretty much just watch what you've experienced Yeah, with so others. seeing that and then seeing Beehive doing his Africa takeover and mm-hmm. all the tech stuff that Rock Nation is involved with through him and then, of course, just watching everything that Hove does. You know, from the sports to the liquor to the clubs to, you know, the Khalif Browder story. And now they just announced that um, they're doing the Trayvon Martin story. Mm -hmm. So just watching these things and watching how people like Shaka and Lenny S move. That's what I learned from. I can't nobody tell me something directly because it's just words. I'd rather learn from watching how they move. But, of course, I do go to them from time to time, like, yo, how do you feel about something? It's never more so advice. It's more so just trying to get their opinion. So, okay. yeah. That makes sense. You mentioned tech. Now, you have a – is it an app or what is it necessarily? Um, It's going to be an app. Okay. So, 
Right now, we're in the funding stages, so we just got accepted to a few accelerators. And it's actually funny because my homeboy, <clears throat> Travis, who I started it with, me, him, and Rodney, he actually just quit his job of, I think he was there for five years, to go full-time with this because they need somebody at the accelerator. So now we have to go extra hard to make sure. <laughs> he gets you know, money. Because he's married. He has a wife. You know, he got bills to pay. He just <laughs> up and left his job, you know, with no safety net. So That's how you know it's real. That's how you know it's going to be something great if you have that much faith and belief in it. Yeah. But it's called Solo Funds. It's a peer-to-peer lending platform. So it's like a Venmo, mm-hmm. but it's on a loan basis. Um, you know, we came up with the idea because you know how, like, somebody borrow money or, you know, no guarantee mm-hmm. you're going to get it back. And, you know, a lot of friendships get strained because of that. So now it's just a lending platform, but you could lend from your peers. It could be somebody in uh, Oklahoma that needs $300 because they just got their car towed. And you could go through that. Of course, it's security measures to actually being able to um, receive money and send it out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, some good stuff. And you also have the Carter Boys. Yes. So what is that about? Is that strictly event planning or? Yeah. Um, so me and my brother started the Carter Boys last year with a brunch. And then just seeing the response from the brunch, we was like, yo, we need to do more of this because the brunch was so packed that my mother and all of them, they came to enjoy the brunch, eat and stuff. But by the time they was done eating, they had to actually get up and work because we wasn't expecting so many people to come. So did you actually tour with it? Did you do it in just Jersey, New York, or did you go to D.C.? Uh, for the brunches, we to start off, we wanted to do it at home. Um, so it was mostly in Jersey mm-hmm. at my grandmother's place, you know, helping brand what she got going on with her business, you know, just keeping everything in-house. Um, we just did our first event in New York last week. We did a, a Duce After Work event at uh, Madison Square Tavern, which went really well. But we're looking into doing other places, like, D.C., Baltimore, I'm just saying, you know, you got you to gotta take it LA. to D.C. Because that's where all the real people at, just so you know. What, Howard? Of course. <sighs> don't hate. Don't say anything negative about us. I don't got nothing to say. Thank you very much. So when did that start, by the way? What? Carter Boys. <clears throat> it started last summer. And do you see it growing to anything more than event planning? Because I, I, like, I honestly I mean, like the name, and I see that you have shirts branded with it. I yeah, I mean, it can, I feel like, no, we do. We actually working on some uh, some TV stuff right now with a production company, so that's the next step for the company. You going into reality TV, bro? You know, I mean, you know, my reality is real, though, you know, <laughs> so it's not going to be, like, not going to be ratchet reality Is it going to be, TV. like, the first family of hip-hop? Shout out to them. Um <laughs> And I made a cameo on there. I saw, and she she prayed with you, didn't she? Who? Um, Lady Luck. Didn't she pray to get her song? Set? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Still didn't send me the song, by the way. I didn't. So it's crazy. All that music that she played for me, she still didn't send me not one of those records. I'm calling her out. <laughs> well, that's. I'll see point. her tomorrow, though, because you know, I have a podcast now. Oh, you do? I yes. didn't know, actually. We have a Do Say Friday podcast, oh. and it's actually pretty fucking amazing. So what is your Do Say Friday podcast about? You know, you ever interned at Rock Nation? Yes, I have. You ever been a part of Do Say Friday? I've been around where there's Do Say I don't mean all. drinking. <laughs> I mean, like, you've been there. Of so course. you see. So it's basically just taking the office element and just recording it. Okay. You know? So 
with nothing. We just sit there, drink some douce and talk shit. So the first episode we had Emery. Yeah, I saw that. So you knew about it. Don't be fronting. <laughs> <laughs> the second episode, uh, we had Memphis Bleak. You know, he tried to take over the podcast. I saw the um the clip on your yeah, Instagram. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> so, you know. Now we just work it, you know. Who's your next guest? You said Lady Luck. Do you have them? Lady Luck is Samaya Reese. Mm, that should be interesting. Yeah. Is she trying to be down with Rock Nation? Who? Lady Luck. Well, either one of them, actually. No. No, just a... I met Lady Luck <clears throat> a couple years ago. And then from there, we just, you know, always kept in touch. So, we actually re we actually got back acquainted when she hit me about doing her show. Mm. You know, because they need a superstar. You know, who else to call but me? Anyways. So, we were talking earlier, and you said that, you know, you didn't necessarily want to go to your uncle... But somehow you kept pushing through. So what filled that hunger for you? I know everybody always says, like, I love music. But what made you so determined to keep pushing in this industry? Because I'm pretty sure you probably got side eyes, negative comments, what? and probably side so Side eyes, more. negative comments. I got everything. First of all, <clears throat> when I first started, it was people that I known from where I'm from. Who I'm like, yo, you're a singer. We do management. We should work together. You know, you know, win together. They was like, no, no, no. No, no. Once I got the job at Rock Nation, that's when they all started coming back. I'm like, no, you didn't want to work with me when I was nobody. Now I got this job. Now you think we're going to work together? And these are people like I grew up with. So, you know, that's what really fueled me to keep going because, you know, people doubt you. And then once they see you on, then they, you know, most people don't want to build it up from the ground with you. That's what I'm about. Like, even when I do things now, like, for, for instance, if we do a party and promoters come to us, I'm going to go with the person who has the least following just because I'd rather build something with them rather than go use somebody who already has people that's going to come out every night, you know. So, because then it's not, it's not genuine. They're not really coming out for me. They're just coming out because this guy threw an event. That's his success. So I'd rather build up somebody that gets at least 20 people. Let's say if somebody gets 20 people to each one of their parties dedicated 20 people. If we do a party with them and it's 70, it shows our success because at least the numbers are different. But if this person always gets 10,000 people and 10,000 people come out that night, it's like, these are all his fans. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just build with people rather than, you know, jump on somebody back who already got something going. But what was the original question? <laughs> that was the original question. You uh, did a good job there. Oh. Uh, How are you able to know who's there for you, for you, and not for what you're building or who they think who they think you can get them around. Because I can only imagine how hard that is. As an intern, you know, I was at Rock Nation Atlantic, and I sometimes felt that people were coming to me to be connected with my mentor, Mm -hmm. and I can only imagine how hard you have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the people I deal with, like for everything I'm doing as far as the Rail Carter brand and Carter Boys, everybody that I'm associated associated with or work with are people I've known for years. So, it's, of course, it's me and my brother. And then everybody that handles, like, the people that handle the calendars and all that stuff, it's people we're actually friends with um, who've been around us for years, so we know their motives. As far as new people that try to reach out, I keep it business. I don't let them get personal because then at that point it's like you use them, not use them. They use you for what you got, and you basically try to get something out of it. But, I mean... Somebody's going to slip through mm-hmm. somehow. You know, they are very great at disguising themselves. Has it happened themselves. before? 
No. Okay. Because most of the people who has the ideas, they be stupid. Like, most, not them themselves, but the ideas that they come up with is not something... I wouldn't back anything if I didn't believe in it myself. So, if somebody does come to me with something or try to get to someone, if I don't believe in it, I wouldn't even take. I wouldn't even waste my time okay. and bring it to anybody like Tata or Jay or anybody like that for what? Because I'm not gonna put my shit on the line and be like, "Yo, y'all should listen to this or y'all should do this," and then it be bad and they like, "Well, <laughs> you struck out." So I don't, you know. How but, many artists have you brought to Jay to Jay and Tata? I haven't brought any artists. As Why not? Yet. Are you like nervous, or are you just not that passionate about certain people yet? Or you feel like people have more work. To artists, do? I mean, like just artists, like people who wants to be the rappers. Yeah, I haven't really bought any, um, because everybody's an artist. So trying to weed through it, nine times out of ten, is gonna be terrible before it be good. I mean, I actually bought an artist that we're in the process of working with, but I can't say anything about it yet. Okay, but. Other than that, most of the stuff I did is really bad. <laughs> no disrespect. I don't want to knock anybody, but, I mean, not bad. I just don't like it. And okay. if I don't like it, I'm not going to bring it to them. One thing Tata taught me is if you're not passionate about it, don't even waste our time bringing it to us. Okay. That's real. So, you know. How many times do you find yourself wanting to, I guess, change career lanes? Or have you ever been in that Every position? fucking day. <laughs> no, nah, I always told myself I don't want to be in the music industry forever because I feel like I have the personality to do so much more um, and the drive to do so much more. You know, music industry is great. It's fun. But that's not where I want it to end. I mean, I will always have an attachment to the music industry, but just solely being in the music industry is not something I'm cool with. I want to change the conversation more. We want to talk about love. No. No, I, I didn't. Okay. okay, I'm Did just making sure. Did you get your heart broken? Because hmm? you, you said love and you shook your head. Did I get my heart broken? Yeah, is that okay? Mm-hmm. You okay? Nah, I'm great. Okay, so I want to change the conversation over for people who are listening and want to know about the music industry and how to get into the music industry. So, first of all, what do you look for in an intern? I don't know. Oh, my God, you're not doing I'm trying to help. Look, I'm about to tell you now why. I don't know. Because the interns I got are fucking horrible. Okay, so what do they do that make them so horrible? They don't do shit. Okay. They just sit there, and they listen to Lil Uzi all day. Wait, and they be Amigo. chilling in your office or Shaka's oh, office? My office, all day. Just listening to the Migos. And then I walk in like, so y'all not going to find no talent today. Y'all listen to people that sign and hide already. That's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but they're great. Um, I just look for people. I don't look at resumes and all that shit. I don't understand. I don't. Not that I don't understand them. I don't like them. Because the resume, because I feel like most people's resumes are based off of what they were able, what jobs they were able to get. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really explain their passion and their drive and all that stuff. You can see. I could read a piece of paper that's gonna tell me. All right, I worked. I was sales at Macy's and I sold clothes. Like, but that's the job that you had to take because, you know, everybody has to make money. Most of the time, you're not... Most of the people who try to get into the music industry don't have anything about the music industry on their resume. So, I like to meet with them and sit with them and just just have them around me and see how they mesh with my personality. Because, you know, I'm funny as hell. So, people me being funny... People who are funny do not say they're funny. <laughs> 
you that's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, good. I'm the type of nigga that's a sad joke and I'm gonna laugh the hardest because I just know that's my That's what we call corny. Well, that's what you call corny in Howard, clearly. <laughs> that's life. That's not life. Who says that? She's not in her head, yes. That's one of the fucking interns I was talking about that don't do shit. <laughs> that's why she's not in her head, yes. She's just trying to bring me down, but I'm great. So what was the question? <laughs> What do you look for in the intern? You say you bring them around. And just see how they mesh with everybody and, um, you know, just pick their brain a little bit. Find out what type of music they like um, and just see what other things they're interested in and what they want out of life and what's their expectations being here. Okay. And not only do you do A&R, but you do management, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Who are you currently managing? None of your business. Well, damn. It's like, nah. Uh, so I do day to day management for Tiwa Savage, um, who's a big African Didn't star. Didn't she like um sell out the Barclays the other day? Like, was it last summer that she did? Cause I know a couple people are talking about. She her. performed at the they had an African festival. Yeah, or something I think that? that's what it was. Yeah, I wasn't working with her then, but we was in the process of working with. her. I didn't get on her project yet, but yeah, that's her. Cause she's I heard, a really big star in Africa. Yeah, I heard a lot of great things about her. So I actually, then I have producers that I manage, and then there's one more person that we're working on a deal with, who I cannot speak of as of yet. Are they already known or? Yes, they're pretty well known. Hmm. Pretty dope. And this is for management and not publishing, because I'm trying to figure it out myself. This is management. You're not gonna figure it out. Really? Until it's announced. Is it gonna be like a surprise for people, or do people see it coming? They don't have any clue. I'm excited. Some good stuff happening, you know. Whatever. Should come back one day. <laughs> I was in the office the other day, but anyways. Um, I asked you the question about management because a lot of people want to be managers. People glorify the manager position. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to managers, they're like, no, all you're really doing is babysitting a grown a person. Dead ass That's real. So what would you say? What advice do you give to people who want to be managers? Whether it's good or bad, like, hey, this is what I do, but this is why I say you shouldn't do it. No, I would never tell anybody not to do it, but I would just, you know, tell them what to expect. So it is a lot of babysitting, um, but it's fun, you know. I mean, it's a way to provide for your family, and it's just a way to network with people because you can't be a good manager if you don't know anybody because mm-hmm. you're the person in charge of all the business, so you have to – I mean, unless you just get a hot-ass artist who's people just going to come kick down their door, then it's easy. But if you're trying to build somebody's career, you have to know everything there is to know about managing as far as like how much percentage you're able to get. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to do them bad deals where you're trying to get the nigga for 30%. That's just bad. But um, it's knowing people. You have to know a lot of people. And yeah, you have to be sensible and smart. And then it's also the part of, I don't agree with managing somebody just for the money because it's a headache. So it's sometimes you have to actually like the person and get along with them, even if they might make you $10 million. If you don't really get along with them, I wouldn't do it. I'd rather not take the $10 million and not have to deal with this person opposed to taking the money and not liking the person because you're not going to put your all into it. So that's what I say. You said that you do day to day. So can you tell them what day to day? Because you know, there's there's 
product managers, there's road managers, there's day-to-day managers. What does day-to-day consist of? Slavery. Oh, that's a nice, you know, great way to put it. Everything in the music industry is about slavery. <laughs> Slave to the game. It's like, nah. Um, so day-to-day management just means you manage their day-to-day stuff. Whether it's them having to go do an interview, you know. I wish I had a day-to-day manager. Maybe I would have. Maybe you would have been on time if you had a day-to-day <laughs> manager. That's what I meant to say. First of all, I was here before you. I was on time. I just couldn't find parking. You didn't have to park. Somebody dropped you off and you hopped out See, the car. You should have. Your day-to-day manager should have got you an Uber. First of and all, then your ass wouldn't have had to drive and have to find parking at three thirty-three. You gonna pay for my Uber? Huh? No, your day-to-day manager. You want me to manage you? I manage you. For real? But I need forty percent. You just said that's a bad deal. And can't managers only get twenty five as the highest? Isn't that in a contract? Twenty. But if you dumb enough to sign a forty percent contract, talking about anyways, it's up to you. You know, you went to Howard though, so you should know better. We're not doing a forty percent contract. But no, so yeah. Mm hmm. Um, another story I remember at Rock Nation was somebody sent in cake and cupcakes and. Under the cupcakes was a whole bunch of flash drives with their music. What? Shit, you got to get how you live. What is the craziest way you've had music sent to you? The craziest way. Mm. I don't know. I feel like crazy stuff happens all the time. Okay, so how would you recommend somebody getting their music in the hand of any A&R, not just you. I don't want people Maybe. coming up to you, bombarding you now. No, but. no, Mm-mm. don't do it. I mean, but for the first, for the most part, don't send no CDs. Nobody has time to listen. To, can you listen to a CD on that laptop? You want me to be honest? You're going to say yes. I can. You want to say That means you need a new laptop. Uh-uh, my pro is great. But no, for, but most people in the street do not have yeah. a CD-ROM anymore. So sending a CD is like a waste of time. So, it should definitely be on a USB. I mean, you just got to... Most people get to me through DMs, and then I give them my submissions email, or... Do you actually listen to them? Mm-hmm. Honestly, do you listen to them? Yeah. Okay, so there you go. I don't respond back to everybody, because I don't want, you know... I feel like if I don't respond, I mean, I didn't like it, or oh, nothing wow. caught me. So, for anybody out there that didn't get a response from me after you sent your music, uh, that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say it's over before it started? Anyways. No. That might be the reason why I didn't <laughs> respond back. I'm not saying it's over for them before it started. No. I'm just saying, you know. And because you're doing A&R, what do you look for in an artist? Slavery. Okay. Somebody that would sign a 40% contract. Does, does that mean they're not smart? Yes, I guess. <laughs> no, I just look for talent. Um, whether it's an artist, a producer, a songwriter, I just listen for pure talent. Um, and then once you got that, you can build everything else around them. But if they don't have the talent, then can't really do shit with them. And you just mean just singing? Say a singer wants to be signed. Does she have yeah. to know how to she dance? She has a great voice. I mean, I could teach her how to dance. You can you know, teach her how to dance. I got the moves. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean for most you know some people don't have to dance you know Adele don't move when she's on stage but she just has a great voice and commands attention but it just depends on what type of artist you're trying to be if you're trying to be like damn 
I was gonna say Beyonce, but she's I knew just that would different. be too easy. <laughs> no, no one, no, she's just an alien. Um, like Sierra, if you're trying to be like a Sierra artist, you have to know how to dance. Um, but if you want to be like Adele, who just stands there and sounds beautiful, you know, it really just depends on what. What as long as you have the voice, I'm pretty sure everything else can be taught. Have you ever got advice from Beyonce? No, <laughs> I have not. Just because you brought that up, I wanted to ask about it. Nah, no advice. Um, but I wanted to also change the conversation again yeah, to talk. A lot of changes in this world. That's the only thing that's constant. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about the current rap industry. You know, people always say that rap is is dead, or New York rap is just coming back. And I'm pretty sure you have to keep your ear to the streets. So what do you I'm think? I'm always in these streets, B. Cool. So what do you think? You're a hater. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like I was saying, I was rudely interrupted twice. What yeah. do you think about the current state of hip-hop? Of hip-hop, period? Yeah. Or New York hip-hop? I want to get into New York hip-hop after. Like, do you think it's making a comeback? Yeah, I think. I don't think it really left. I just feel like some people might have just... You know, went a little south, but I like it. You know, the Locks dropped a dope album. Mm-hmm. Fat Joe actually has a dope album. Hit me. The Remy Martin one. The, okay, I was going to ask if it's just him or the one with Remy. Um, Don Q has a dope tape out. Um, Who else is that? Dave East. Dave East is, is literally, dope. like, just killing it right now. I feel like everybody yeah, is you on know, his so, way. You know, Fab is still out there strong. You know, Casanova. I feel like New York is doing this thing. Okay, but it wasn't. I don't know. I find myself in a in a rift about it just because it's getting hot again. Like everybody's finally listening to a boogie, and people are now on on um, crap. Dave East, when I feel like his mixtapes were killing it before, but that's irrelevant. So back to just genuine hip hop. What do you think about it? Just disregarding. I like it. I feel like you just have to you know take the good with the bad. Everybody can't make the same music, you know. Like, you know, Dave East and those guys, they're not, they're, they're not going to make the songs you're going to dance to. They're just going to have the lyrics. Um, but then you have the A-Boogies and the Migos. And I'm not saying they're the same artists. Yeah, I was going to be like... Ugh. But you can dance to an A-Boogie song. You can you can, you can bop. Like, you can do a two-step. No, you can dance. You can be out there dugging. You can dutty wine. You know. <laughs> Get, <laughs> no. I'm not doing this with you no more. But, um, but I like it all. I'm a fan of it all. Who do you find yourself listening to more so? It doesn't have to be hip-hop. It could be R&B. You could be loving what? Solange. You could be Girls. loving Erica Badu. Who are you listening to? Hmm. Matter of fact, what was the last song you just played? Let's go see. Let's go to Tidal. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let y'all know see what, what he's I doing. listen to. He's opening his phone. He's right. He opened his Tidal That's app. That's actually not the right song right there. I was trying to prove somebody something. What song was it? It was Shining by DJ Khaled, but that's not the last song I listened to. <laughs> the last song I actually listened to was by Eminem, Mockingbird. Really? Yes. I haven't heard that song in so long. Because I was in the bar the other day, and they was playing an Eminem song. So I told myself that on, when did I go to the bar? Tuesday? So I told myself on Wednesday, I'm going to listen to nothing but Eminem. And did you do it? I did it. Oh, look at you keeping your word. I mean, I didn't tell nobody else that. I told myself. So, if I didn't keep my word, then it really didn't matter. So, what's next for Rel Carter? What should we be on the lookout for? 
Greatness. That was a great answer. Greatness. No, uh, just more, you know, events, more so in the New York area. And then hopefully, you know, if if Mr. Ruggs, Mr. Ducey would ever call me back, you know, we could do a party in Atlanta with him, you know. He's just a busy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast, more fun stuff on the podcast. How can people find out your podcast? So how can people find they you? They can subscribe to the Do Say Friday podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Okay, and do you have any socials for people to follow you? And I see do. What you're I'm doing? very social on socials. <laughs> I'm uh, fine. It's at Rel Carter. R E L Carter. Okay. No underscores. No backslashes. None of that. So that's Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm not really active on Twitter unless I post something on Instagram and it goes to Twitter, but I'm very active on Instagram. Now, my final question, and this is the question that I ask everybody that comes in. I need you to name your top five that are alive. Top five what? Rappers. Rappers that are alive. Dead or alive. Oh, shit. And it is, like, I feel like people always get scared with that answer because they're I'm not scared. F- I'm a thug. Right. They're always Yo, af- that's the fifth time you <laughs> hated on me today, but it's okay. They're always afraid that it's gonna be in order or it has to be in order. It doesn't have to be in any order. I just need to know who do you think who's your top five? Whether you think it's because they changed the game, because of their they're the best lyricist. And- oh, I think I'm ready. Okay, go ahead, tell them. Oh shit! You I'm just not said ready. you was ready. Wait, hold on. No, nah, I got it. Out. Hove. Is number one. That's the only one I'm gonna give y'all in order. In order. That's okay. the only one. <sighs> it's very Eminem. I like that guy a lot. Clearly, I had an Eminem day yesterday. <laughs> Wait. Side note: Was your Eminem day angry? Like, did it make you angry? A little bit. No, I was listening to happy songs too. Okay. okay. You know, and then I listened to "Kill You," and then I just <laughs> wanted. Never mind. Um, I like Fab a lot. So that's three right there. Damn. You got two more. I see that. Continue. I, I'm pretty good at math. I want to say Kanye, but I don't want to say Kanye. Why not? Because I don't like the new Kanye so much. I mean, for me. So what I, I year? Think, what year Kanye? Uh, Let me go back to my title app and check. Is this a plug for titles? Title won't give me some money because... Uh, I don't know. You got to talk the title. I'm just trying can, to do can, my due diligence. And, I can you know. use a couple sponsors. So if anybody from title wants to tune in and, you know, put some money in my pockets. So let's break this down. Okay. So you have the title app open. Yes. Cool. So, so I like college dropout a lot. Late registration, graduation. I don't really like 80 Ways of Heartbreak. I'm a thug. <laughs> my beautiful dark twisted fantasy feel like it ends there. Right there? Yeah. I mean, watch the throne, but, you know. That's, but a, that's a different story. So you didn't like um, Jesus. Jesus? The, um, the orange one. The Life of Pablo? Yeah. Uh, It was cool. I had a couple songs on that I liked, but it wasn't like. I just, you know, I missed the old Kanye, you know, like he said on the album. So I'm not going to put him in my top. Okay. Five. He could be number six. <laughs> J. Cole. Is he still with Rock Nation? I don't yes, think he is. Okay. He better be. So, I remember there was a, he left Columbia, but he was still with Rock Nation. Is that correct? Yes. He okay. is still Rock Nation. Okay, so who was your last one? And it got to be good. Cause Beyonce. <laughs> Say nah. Uh, 
I do a top five R and B after this. You Thank can, you. you really can. Go ahead. I want to hear that one. Um, damn, who's five? Who's out there? Because I'm really waiting for you to say one person, but I feel like that's my bias. So who? Just say it, and I'll tell you if I'm putting them up there. No. Nonetheless. Sorry, I don't know. If, no, no, Nas is great. Okay, I just didn't really listen to his music. Like you weren't one of his. Like I feel like some people like him because of his like storytelling. Some yeah, people I respect. Like, no, I respect him and everything he did, but I never was the person that listened to Nas. He wasn't a fan. This is understandable. No, no, I'm not a fanatic. That's real. I respect him though. So he's definitely dope. He's number seven. <laughs> uh, oh, Beanie Siegel. Beanie. I was just listening to his Davies track. The, the, the video was dope, yeah, actually. So, actually, I'm going to move Kanye down to number seven and move Nas to number eight. You're making this top five a top ten. Uh, hey, well, shit. I just made a top eight. Because I'm really, i a really, really huge big fan of Young Chris hmm. from the Young Guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris and Neef. Yes, Chris and Neef. Okay. You know, I like a lot of people, though. But, you know, that's my top eight. Top eight at eight. I was going to say that, but I, I don't like Andre to... 3002, but I just feel like he don't have enough for me. You wanted to do the top R&B? Top five? Did oh, you? R. Kelly. Oh. One through five. <laughs> <laughs> nah, R. Kelly. Usher. This is not order. Okay, I know. Just go ahead. Do you. Beyonce. Um, What's this guy's name? He's he clearly not in my top, right? He's gonna be in your top. You don't know name. his name. No, R. Kelly, Usher, Neo. It's my dog. Is that the who? That's who you forgot. The name. Yeah. <laughs> um, the old Neo, not the the pop Neo. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know that nigga. Mary J. Blige. Auntie Mary. You like the way she dancing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Continue. So you have. That was top. Well, I got top eight. No, you no, know no. who's I a really big fan of though? Who I like a lot? Day twenty six. Yo, no, ask her honestly. That what I can sing. Day twenty six all day. How about Danity Kane? Did you like Danity Kane? Mm-hmm. Huh? You didn't like Danity Kane? Mm-mm. No. They was cool. They was out first. They, they wasn't out no first? day twenty six. I don't give a fuck who came out first. I like Danity Kane. Drake, Drake, my other R and B singer. Current Drake or older you. Drake? I don't fuck with, I don't, I'm, I'm just like, joking. I'm like, uh. I like Drake, but he's cool. Um, I like the rapper Drake, though. Okay. Not the singer Drake. I said that was the last question, and it was until I remembered. That you have more. No. You know, we can no. do this all day. I don't no. have a life. I don't have shit to do. It was just one more question that No, I, I mean, if you have seven more, go for it. Shoot no, for it. Let me ask I'm my en- question. I'm enjoying myself with little Michaela Duncan. Well, I gotta be little. Cause you're a baby. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Anyways, my last question is, you grew up with, I'm saying this because I know, you know, I know Sherry. I've been around. Who's Sherry? Bryant? Sherry V, yeah. That's my dog. So you've been around all these dope people who right now are killing it in their career fields. How was that for you? And how did that inspire you? Did that Sherry was you an intern. When you first met her? I don't know. I'm just saying in, in her life. Oh, I know that, yeah. Oh, okay. Now she's popping. She used to intern for Shaka, like. At Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. That's when I first met her. I was probably like six or seven years old. Oh, I can't tap on your desk. Sorry. Anyway, so, Sherry. No, nah, yeah. She's dope. What was the question? 
forget the question. Is it true that you got fired from um, Rockefeller? Not Rockefeller. Um, Rockaware. What the fuck? You listen to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I got fired. How was that? How, why'd you get fired? Did you do? Did you <sighs> the steal, recession hit. Did you steal a shirt? No, the recession. Did I steal a shirt? No, I used to steal shirts all the time. But that's not why I got fired. I got fired when the recession hit. You know, they everybody was getting let go. I just were you the first one? I, probably. My mother called me and told me I was fired. Oh, that's foul. Foul, right? See how they, man. You know, but it's cool because I'm back. I love your mother. First of all, we have the same nickname, and she told me that herself. What's your nickname? Mickey. Mm-hmm. Anyways. To bring this interview to a close, and well, I want to say conversation. I just want to thank you for finally coming through. I know you know been... anytime you know if you need me to come up here and you know do it again because you know I just light up your life. You know, just let me know. Yeah, you you, you do you do. Anyways, follow this headache at Rel Carter, and it's R E L C A R T E R. And tune in to the intern podcast more often. We have so many more amazing people that are coming your way. Don't be better than me. Anyways, and don't forget to follow us at the intern podcast. We want and to hear. at the Do Say Friday podcast. Are you going to invite me to watch and to learn and to meet everybody too to build my network? Yeah, come up anytime. It's mm. on Friday. Mm. You know, Do Say Friday. <laughs> But thank you, you know, guys. Make sure you just hit my assistant. You know, I'm I'm hot. I'm you know I'm hot, hot class now. Who's you know? your assistant? Oh shit! If I say the wrong person, I'm gonna get in trouble. So I'm not gonna say no names, cause they fight every day about who's the real assistant. So I'm not gonna really. <laughs> she shaking her head. I don't believe you. You know, we got Sharice, we got Jasmine, we got Tamara. You know. Shout out to all y'all for putting up with this, cause I obviously didn't. I used to leave his office and go back to my desk. But anyways. Thank you. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and comment. Let me know how you guys feel about it. I'd love to hear what you have to say and how you feel. Make sure you turn into the Do Say Friday podcast. It's actually really hot. I tuned into myself. I was being a hater when I said I didn't hear about it. We know. (laughs) You're from Queens. You're from Jersey. That's all y'all do is hate. You're from Jersey. Please stop. Don't need no haters. Anyways, we're logging out. We're clocking out. It's over. Bye. (laughs) I'm just trying to help y'all out, man. That's it makes it better, you know. This is Rel Motherfucking Carter, and I just did the intern podcast with Michaela Duncan. Yes, I did. <laughs> Thank you, Rel. Y'all want me to sing for y'all now? <laughs>